0: No limit, Texas Hold'em, is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. We don't use money in heaven. It comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, no. You just want a million You're
1: making a run ahead,
0: aren't you? Mowing up a stake and going to Vegas. Hello and welcome
1: to episode number 18 of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van, playing low stakes cash, to Bally in Bobby's room in the Bellagio, I am Andrew Biking, 19 Peeper. <laughs> Joined by my co-host and Go, Joe Tihan.
0: <laughs> what am I doing? I just like blew off $10,000.
1: Whether you've been on tables for years or just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. What program player has not watched Rounders and Mike McDermott jet off to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that? Well, this podcast is about a guy that did guy that is doing and a guy that wants to do that. So hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. So back after a little week week long break or so with, um, with Joe and Bobby's room beats.
0: You want in a real game, I'll hook you up. High stakes, exclusive clientele. Uh, how's, uh,
1: how's poker been going, man?
0: Um, not too bad, uh, thanks for asking. It's, uh, I've had my son in town, so I haven't played a a ton, but I played once earlier this week and a little bit last week. Uh, the games have been okay. Um, yeah, there's always something, there's never a lack of, uh, something interesting, I gotta say. Uh, I've been kinda, like, you know, I'm, I'm kinda new, a bit new into the high stakes scene, so, like... I've been following a bit more of, like, the, kind of the Berkey challenge with Nick Airball and, uh, uh, kind of, like, you know, Doug Polk's criticism of everything and, (laughs) you know, whatever.
1: Uh, so... Clickmaster Doug.
0: Yeah, he's just involved in everything, it seems like. But, um, yeah, I, uh, i kind of been, yeah, a bit, like, fanboying a bit. Anyways, like, uh, you know, I'm... Especially, like, playing with Matt and, like, following uh, Berkey's, like, you know, everything that, like, you know, his challenge. And just, it kind of blows my mind what, like, high-stakes pokers become. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, it's kind of exciting. It's kind of, like, uh, it's just a different world out there, man. (laughs) So, like, I you know. Uh, some of these guys are like super talented, and they're or they're they're good at promoting themselves. Um, I don't claim to be good at a lot of those things. Yeah, I just you know claim to be really good at poker, and that's about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, self proclaimed goat. <laughs> <laughs> but now this week's been okay. I've I've ran all right. Um, you know, recently I've I've well, I, I should say I've run run better than all right. Um. Yeah, I got involved in a couple hands uh recently that have been I I think are podcast worthy anyways. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh yeah, just some like interesting spots I can I can kind of like uh share with you. Um there's I mean, maybe some learning spots even for me uh you know, learning spots. You know, for everyone or whatever. But uh, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> even the goat can learn. All right. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go into telling you the my most memorable hand of the week, <laughs> and this one is this one is really. There's nothing memorable about this other than uh, me kind of punting. But uh, well, whatever. I'll, I'll I'll tell you what the game is. Uh, we're playing a hundred a hundred hundred blinds. Or 100, 200. uh, We were playing 1 1 with a $200 straddle. Okay. Mandatory straddle. Yeah. Um, And we just started the stand up game, which the loser of the stand up has to pay everyone $300 additional.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, So that's like whatever, a $2,400, uh, $2,100 penalty or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. I think we were seven handed or eight handed. So. This was my uh memorable punt for the week anyways. Uh and um so man, I I there's no excusing this. I don't <laughs> I, I don't wanna like claim that this was a good play or anything, but um we uh I got in a hand where yeah we just started the stand-up game and Berkey open raises the button Small blinds were, I'm in the small blind for 100. Big blinds 100, and the shredle was 200. I'm in the small blind, and Berkey makes it 800 on the button. And he and I are about $80,000 effective or something. I think he had about 80 on the table. Uh, anyways, I'm in the small blind with four or five of spades. And I'm like, well, let me just see if I can just take it down right here. So I decide to 3-bet to uh, 3,200. And it gets folded back to Matt, who calls. And now the flop comes Ace-King-8-Rainbow with the Eight of Spades. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So a a total miss for me, but I do have... Definitely have a big range advantage. Yeah, for Um, sure. And yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm aware that I have a range advantage, but uh, but I think the thing is, Matt knows I have a range advantage too. Like he's a smart guy. <laughs> yes. He knows. He knows that I have a range advantage too. So, uh, and I think that's my biggest mistake here in this hand. Anyways, it comes Ace King Eight with the Eight of Spades. Uh, I decide to c bet seven K, and Matt makes it like 10.5 more. So he makes it like 17.5. And I'm just like, damn it. Like, (laughs) what am I doing? I just like blew off
2: $10,000 in this hand for no freaking reason. I could just fold in my five five high. Like, what am I doing? Right. So, um, but also like, what the hell are you doing, Matt? Like, how could you ever raise me on this flop? Yeah. Right. Like, how dare you? You
3: don't get to do this. (laughs) You don't get to do this.
2: You don't get to raise me. Right. Like, that's just the way it works. Like, he does not get to raise me there. Um, you know, but I think, he, like I said, he's a smart guy. He knows he can't raise there. Um, so, you know, I could just fold and accept my 10K loss in this hand. Or, I, you know, or I can just choose option B. <laughs> I mean, maybe option B might be floating or uh, I don't know. But anyways, uh, I, I chose an option. I don't even know if we can call it option C. I chose option D, which would be to shove it in, shove it in his eye, right? Um, and so, yeah, East king eight with the eight of spades. I have four five spades. I bet 7K. He made it 17.5. And, uh, yeah, I chose the, the final option, which would be to go all in um, for 80,000. And Matt didn't even give me the satisfaction of, like, having himself in the tank for, like, less than a half a second before he beat me in the pot <laughs> and calls. Um, so, but the thing is, he, yeah, he doesn't get to raise me on that flop. Um, or, you know, anyways, Matt rolls over the ace-eight offsuit, which, you know, seems like, not, you know, not a, bad,
1: yeah.
2: not a bad play on his part, uh, where he just, like, knows I'm capable of barreling off. He doesn't want to call. He's like, well, this is, you know, I kind of have to go with it on this flop. Yeah. So, like, raising is his best option, I think, and then calling my shove. Uh, anyways, I did shove. Um, and, uh, you know, we run out two boards. And uh, the first one turned six of diamonds, river, brick. Second board turned three of spades, river, deuce of clubs. And Matt probably rolls over his ace-eight. And then I sheepishly roll over my four-five suited for the, the rivered wheel on the second run out. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I kind of got bailed out by the deck there for, yeah. for a big number. Um, but, yeah, otherwise I would have been, like, just going home swearing at myself, which, which happens a lot in poker, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you're not going home swearing at yourself and, like, you know, just berating yourself for being an idiot, then, you know, you're probably not trying hard enough. Yeah. Uh, or you're not taking a lot of spots that, you, you know, you could be taking. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I got bailed out. Uh, there's no other way to say it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, yeah, it's a learning experience. So learning. Uh, I don't I don't know why I'm telling the hand, but it was uh, well. I mean, it, it was it was quite the hand, anyways. Right. Uh, and you know, I had to some of the some of the players at the table give me give me shit for being too nitty sometimes. So I was like, yeah. I had to show them, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like even nits are allowed to like blow up sometimes. But I've never been like really called a net. No, no
3: it doesn't seem. Yeah, <laughs> I've the names. Yeah, it's got to be one of the lower frequency ones,
2: <laughs> especially in lower stakes games. Like I tend to really yeah. get involved quite a bit. So like I. I I really don't think I'm, like, too much of a net. But, like, sometimes in poker, you, you can look like a total net. When, yeah. you're, when you're checking down hands, you know, a lot of value hands, like, you can't, like, play super aggressively. Like, you just have to kind of go into check call mode and things like that. So, um, yeah, that was that was, uh, <laughs> that was one of my hands. Um, man, I had, I had a few interesting ones this week. Uh, I'll tell you one more. I'll, I'll ask your opinion. I, I haven't really asked this one to anyone. But um, it was just 100-100 in this spot where uh, everyone folds to me, and I'm on the button with two black queens, and I make it 300. And now the small blind, who's, who's pretty... He's kind of a fish, but he's like a straightforward fish, doesn't really like you know, get out of line, pre-flop or anything all that much. Um anyways, he he now three bets pretty big to eighteen hundred. Yeah, it is. Um and and now like normally I'm just gonna call here. He, he has about thirty-seven thousand he had about thirty seven thousand dollars. Which is you know, three hundred and seventy big lines. Yeah. Um so like that's too much just to get into, you know, just to get in preflop flop yeah. Even though I have a very good hand, like it's just too much to get in pre-flop. Uh so like my default's always to call. Um but now the big line calls eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh so now, and the small blind has about 37K effective. Um, I'm almost certain I have the big blind B. And the big sure. blind only had about 25 total. Okay. Um, you know, so now, now my decision changes yeah. a little bit. Uh, but still, I don't know if I want to really get in 370 big blinds against the small blind. Yeah. So um, this is kind of a close spot here uh, for me. It's like, do I, you know, is there value in like, you know, I mean, if I 4-bet and the small blind folds and now I get it all in against the big blind, that would be a great, yeah. you know, a great, uh, you know, maybe the big blind has jacks or 10s or something that he just doesn't want to fold and he yeah. just says the hell with it. Um, so anyways, like. I was very close between, like, 4-betting pre-flop and just calling. Uh, I did decide to 4-bet to 8,200, and the small blind quickly shoves for 37k. Uh, the big blind puts his cards to the side, actually, because he wanted to show, like, yeah. his fold. Uh, and anyways, uh, the, big blind, the big blind ends up folding, and the... Uh, now, I, I still had to call, like, 29,000 more, which I was not very happy about. Uh, you know, and I actually tanked for a while before calling. But then, I, again, I was just like, well, you know, I, I don't think I can 4-bet here without, uh, without calling. So I did have to call the 29,000. Small blind had ace-king, and we run it twice, and we ended up dropping that one, too. Uh, again, like, I don't know. That was, that was an interesting spot. Like, once the big blind comes along,
1: yeah.
2: you know, uh, it's just, like, one of those iffy spots. But I, I still, in my opinion, when I look back on it, I still think 37,000 or whatever is, is just too much for me to, like, invest there with, with queens. Uh-huh. Uh, even though it's button versus small blind and yeah, sure. whatever. I mean, he can still have two kings or two aces. I mean, so, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that, about, like, four-betting pre flop versus calling? What would you tend to do?
3: Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Big like calling changes it uh, a lot, and you're almost always have have beat, and it's not queens. It's, yeah, I mean, you have position regardless, but yeah, you, you um, yeah, I, th- I think you definitely become a more incentivized to to format once once you're multi-way and to just get a heads up with him. But yeah, with, then, but yeah, then you're also left with the scenario that you that you end up getting where you five bet shoves. Yeah, then, even though it's uh, even, like I said, you've lost or small, but it's you know it's also live poker. And, you know, There's not a lot of five bet plus.
2: Yeah, it, well, live or, or online, I mean, I, I don't think that matters too much, but it, it's just. 370 big yeah, lines, right not, so if you're if you're yeah. playing at a at a 2-5 game and you have like eighteen hundred dollars or nineteen hundred dollars or if you're playing a one-two yeah. game you know to get in seven eight hundred dollars is a lot of money yeah. in a one-two game you yeah. know what i mean so like uh you know that that's like you know if you want to if you want to compare it to that yeah um it's similar i mean yeah obviously queens is a good hand but when you're getting in that much money yeah it becomes a lot worse mm-hmm. right like uh so yeah anyway that was my decision uh i ended up i did end up chopping pot uh against ace king um i would have won the first run out and the big blind did full jacks yeah uh and I probably would have wanted, I probably would have stacked the big blind. So maybe I did get what I deserved by by four betting. Uh, I still think probably for that much money against the small blind, and he did six x my yeah, he open, it really big. Um, so like getting in that much money against the small blind is probably a bad idea. Maybe I got what I deserved by dropping yeah. like
3: that. Yeah, maybe maybe because uh I don't, maybe maybe because the big blind is just so weighted towards like medium like 9-suit jacks mostly. Like I don't think he has like a lot of like ace jack suited and like ace queen. Yeah. So it's mostly pocket pairs. I think like medium pocket pairs. Uh, and so maybe maybe because of that, then since it's a fairly condensed range, maybe maybe calling isn't as, as bad.
2: Yeah, in the, the first fourteen nine six, 14 96466. Six, so I, I probably would have stacked uh, the big blind who had twenty five k. Yeah, uh, I probably would have gotten his stack. Depending on how they, reps, yeah. yeah, depending on how the hand plays out. I'm, you know, I'm not sure how it would play out, but uh, you know, I think I would probably get it all. Um, so yeah, like I said, maybe I got what I deserved by four betting. Again, there's there's lots of these like iffy spots when it comes to poker. Sure. It's just you're, you know, I'm the same as anyone else where I'm just kind of just trying to make the best decision at the time and with what hand I have. You know, so yeah, I can think of one other hand I'll I'll tell you about uh, where I open the button, the button to three hundred dollars, small line and big blind call. It comes ace eight five rainbow, and I object ten. Not a very good hand um, or anything, but they both checked me, and I'm like, well, I'll take one stab here. Uh, So I got 400. They both call. Um, And I think, actually, when both of them call, it kind of, like, it almost makes my hand a bit stronger. Like, uh, so, anyways, the turn comes a king, giving me a gut shot. Uh, Now it goes check-check to me again. And the king is really good for my range. Um, And the fact that it is three-handed, and it's a lot less likely that I am bluffing in a three-handed pot, like um i do kind of like going for it here instead of taking my free card uh you know i whatever i pass up a four out or if i you know yeah uh anyways now I, it goes check check to me again there's like 12 plus whatever nine uh, there's maybe like 2100 in the pot um and i bet 3k on the turn small blind again doesn't believe me he calls and big blind check shoves so i was like well geez this did not go according <laughs> to plan <laughs> so like yeah a lot of times even though you do have like a range advantage it's like you still need to you know you still need to show down like a winner yeah. you know so like the small blind had H jack would he didn't three that with but he, he wasn't willing to give up there yeah. which you know makes sense and and the big blind Ted King 5 suited, and he checked out his, like, 13,000 or whatever. We both folded. Uh-huh. Uh, again, like, yeah, uh, maybe an interesting spot, maybe a learning spot. Who knows, right? Like, yeah. you don't always have to pile in money yeah. just because you have a range advantage, which, yeah. I, you know, I tend to do sometimes too often. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, those are, like, some of the hands I remembered from this week. Um, the, a lot of them don't make me look all that good. Is like, you know, the self-reclaimed go, but I, I don't know. Those are, those are some memorable ones for me anyways.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poker's been going pretty well for me. Uh, yeah, a little over two grand this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, just, yeah, a <laughs> little. Illness, uh, probably moving to um, probably making move back to with my parents uh, next week, but so just been trying to get as much Texas poker hours that I can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before that, it's, yeah, it's been going well. Uh, just nothing, no, no real interesting hand, just kind of yeah, making hands and holding and you know, getting jacks against the whale, who guys, you know, King Six off, all in pre and holding and yeah,
2: things like that. Yeah, it's, been good. It, it, it's nice when you're trending upwards like that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: for uh, yeah, to hockey and sick mitts, coming soon to a theater near you, sick mitts, starring Jack Eichel, brother. That's been going good. Yeah, yeah, regular season ends today as we're recording this. And yeah, it's been yeah, yeah, good week, good good season overall. Uh I mean yeah, it's been everything's been really good. Um yeah, uh looking back over the course of the regular regular season, you know, went um two hundred eighty five, two hundred four and six, uh for like plus thirty a little over thirty four units. Um when uh did really well in totals this year, uh sixty nine and fifty one and six. Um and uh money line bets were one fifty eight, one fifty one thirty three, uh puck lines were uh, twenty eight and eighteen, and uh in regulation bets were seventeen and twelve and um nice yeah yeah so i think yeah yeah all good in the green and uh beating closing line getting closing line value like 82 percent of the time with my bets which is pretty yeah pretty strong uh definitely indicative of yeah getting the best of the number
2: yeah that's that's really good that's really good to beat the closing line by that much it's it's crazy uh 82 percent of the time you're beating closing line um and yeah that's 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 crazy a lot of of my friends were you know they've been asking me well you know how do you bet these games like sometimes teams are two-to-one favorite and like blah 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 and you know whatever and after tracking your plays for a while i realized like a lot of teams that are the bigger favorites you'll just kind of keep it towards like uh, you know, you'll do like an in-regulation bet. Right,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. If, 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 if like a big favorite, I think is, it deserves to be a, a fairly heavy favorite, but yeah, I mean, two, two to one or more than two to one is like pretty gross. So if you if the metrics and everything bear out that like, hey, this team is, is a big favorite for a reason they should, they should win this game, you know, probably 60, 65% of the time, then uh, then that usually means that they would win the game in-regulation. Like there's a low chance of it like going to overtime, like about 20% of NHL games as a whole go to overtime. But yeah, if you think that team is a pretty big favorite, then that 20% is probably cut in half. Yep. And so you make an in-regulation bet, which takes the juice off, Pretty significantly, like by like 60 to 70 cents, depending on the book, and so starts 200 minus 200, then you're betting like minus 130. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. And yeah, I guess, yeah, 17 and 12 uh, for the year, though. So it's been, uh, yeah, something probably just, yeah, a way to get off lane, yeah, massive favorites. Is
2: there a way to calculate um, what an in regulation bet is worth versus like what an overtime? Because overtime just seems like close to 50 50. I mean, especially when it's three on three. Yeah. It's like, sure, you can have, you know, uh, one team with like really good studs, and then, sure. but you know, maybe they'll be like a 5% favorite, like 55 45 or something like yeah, that. But like, uh-huh. it's hard to, is there a way to calculate what that is worth in terms of like a money line? Um, I know that the books think it's worth about. Like you said, sixty to seventy cents. Yeah,
3: um. yeah, it's, yeah. Just kind of. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some guys out there with models that that probably have have some way of 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 uh, projecting what that what the like the what their exact percentage of the time that they go over time is. Because um, that's that's a thing, like the NFL, like the, you know like when you're looking at uh, key numbers and things, like uh, projecting like how how like what percentage of time a game lands on seven or what percentage of time a game lands on six. Sure. Um, over X amount of simulations. So there's probably something like that in 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 hockey in some models. Not 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 with what um not, not with the handicapping that 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 I do. I just I just kind of look at it. Is yes yeah, um yes yeah, um. As if, yeah, they're a big favorite, and, but yeah, minus 200 is too much. So, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh,
2: make it more reasonable And that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. It's, you know. Something. Yeah,
3: and then even, uh, uh, and then kind of, uh, then taking like even bigger favorites, like even, even more so, like sometimes they'll be like really large favorites, like minus 300, minus 350. Uh, and even, so then even in regulation bet, it's still like minus, over minus 200, which is pretty good. So then, then you can look at something. So that, that's really the time in regular season where I look at puck Line and minus one and a half, where it's like, yeah, this is just like a top tier team with, with their top goalie in net for whatever reason. Like it's a bad team on a back to back. It's just a really bad spot. Yeah. Uh, and they're just going to crush them. Like, uh, so it's worth the minus one and a half, Yeah, okay. those minus, you know, 120, uh, which is kind of crazy to have a, juice, a minus juice what happened? Yeah, half, but yeah, I mean, you yeah, got the totals true. Uh, yeah. You bet a
2: couple of those. And yeah. Those do seem like they end of, like seven yeah. to one type. You know, yeah, yeah, it's real. Whatever. Complete yeah. blowouts. Yeah. So I actually like it when we get when we do get some of those. <laughs> Even though I, I'm like, how could i be laying at goal and a half <laughs> and still be laying like minus 132s like this doesn't make sense. But like every time you do bet those, those seem like they really come in like as, no sweats. You know, <laughs> no sweats at all. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. Uh, I actually went to sweat one of your games. I, I went to watch the Knights play. Uh, we, we bet the Kings yeah uh, and you know i hate going to the knights game and yeah. especially i had season tickets the first couple of years and it's you know the go knights go and i love it you know it's just, such a great atmosphere it really is it's really great for live hockey it's good to, it's good to watch good to sweat when you're betting on it um but yeah yeah it was, it was tough going there and and by the time i got to my seats i had already heard, heard the horn sounding twice and the knights had like two or three early goals <laughs> like so i was like oh whoa this is not a good start but yeah you could go horn one that day so yeah, yeah. the kings was the only loser that I went, you know i went to sweat live um yeah we're good yeah good hockey season overall again man really good hockey season
3: yeah it's been yeah been really good um yeah i had some some preseason stuff uh went at two two preseason t- uh point totals and went, one of those had the blackhawks under which was an easy cash and then uh, the penguins was a was a sweat and ended up going over by like four or five points on their total and then uh for uh futures had a couple of teams that are out uh flames unfortunately are out which was kind of sick just uh, um the like they're easily the most uh unluckiest team in hockey this season they just they ran just so bad, and like and like everything they could, like, if you look at, uh, there's somebody on Twitter that posted like a stat sheet of like all this stuff, and it's just everything, everything close, like they lead the league, and like, like, uh, uh post it, flames, number one, uh, <laughs> losses by one goal, flames, number one, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> losses, losses in, when leading the, in the third period, flames, like, oh, <laughs> like all right. Just, right. just like everything, just flames, flames, flame, and they're like plus, tw- they're like 25 to one or something, um, uh, preseason.
2: Uh, I've been that Bruins bet, I mean, yeah. we still got the Bruins, uh, you know, I got the Bruins at 25 to one, that was one of your preseason bets, and, uh, yeah, now they're um, <laughs> now they're like you know five to one or something. So I'm excited about the playoffs and maybe I'll hedge at some point down the road. But yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah Capitals are like 36 one. That was they're out. Um, but yeah, yeah, everyone's obviously is, yeah, yeah, the play of the year so far as far as yeah, um, yeah, the value that you got on that and then uh, Lightning uh, 11 to one is uh, uh,
2: just what I have now. Narrow's in there. It's hard, to, it's hard to you know.
3: Yeah, another um, yeah, another uh, first round matchup with uh with uh, the Leafs uh this season so that'd be good yeah I'm still gonna continue to, to do playoff hockey um uh playoffs is just so much different um as far as like series prices go and then um looking at you know team steps become uh, a pretty big issue um, goalies become massive uh and having a and who you have having goal if you have a goalie that can sustain a seven game series i mean the series are played there's no back-to-backs in the playoffs thankfully but um yeah still playing seven games in a row or up seven games in a row against one team is, is quite a lot um and so yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of the. This is like one of the rare, the only time in the season where you can actually start to look at the plus one and a half being a profitable bet. Um, in the regular season, it's absolutely a fish bet all the time. But in the playoffs, everything is really tight. Uh, teams really locked down defensively, and uh, there's a lot of just really close games. There's there's not a whole lot of the of the five to one blowouts uh, as nearly as much. So when um, so the plus one and a half does. Change in value in the playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, I haven't historically bet like it a in a time, but it's something that, I'm, that I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to to yeah, possibly incorporating a little bit more. I know a lot of pe- uh, other people uh, do start to look at that. And where can people games. follow your bets again? Yeah, uh, yeah, everything is posted on the on the action uh, network app. Uh, you can follow me at Viking Nineteen. It's free. It's all the bets that are are tracked and logged, and you can see the betting history and uh, see yeah, wins and losses and uh, how many units up and down and yeah, all, ROI and everything. So like ten percent ROI of the season, which is pretty solid.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it's really good. I, I've even told some of my high school buddies who aren't even gamblers. I'm like, start firing, boys. Let's go. <laughs> Fire away. It's free money out there.
3: <laughs> so yeah it's been yeah it's been fun yeah it's, yeah it's been yeah it's been yeah really nice been able to yeah talking 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 hockey and doing hockey again and yeah just having another yeah pretty good re- uh season of of yeah you know, just getting some more confirmation like okay like yeah i know what i'm doing yep yeah so that's been good um yeah then uh uh so yeah we'll talk playoffs more as, as as uh next week it's already um uh into what all that looks like as far as matchups and things go and uh series prices uh, as as those get finalized or they're pretty much finalized right now that want have a chance to to clinch first place tonight if they win and that's why we're betting on them but um other than that it's locked up uh so yeah, that's been yeah, so I've been good, and uh, yeah, until playoffs now. Playoffs, well,
2: playoffs, playoffs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, meaningful to some. Uh,
0: that's going to be a touchdown. There's no extra point, but that may be meaningful to some of you. And well, you know who I mean. So yeah, one of the uh, one of the reasons why
2: I'm,
3: I'm here in, in Vegas is to collect collect my winnings uh, from March Madness with uh, the no sweat that UConn was. Oh,
2: no sweat at all, man. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, a fun little pool. We did uh there was eight of us when we were down to the Sweet 16. We all threw in 200 bucks, and we all like randomly drew for teams. Um, and we, we had each game with the point spread. So if you, if you won the game and covered the spread, you advance to the next round. Um, and if you didn't win the, if you won, the, if you lost the game, but you covered the spread, you actually steal the other guy's team, uh, going into the next round. Um, it was a fun little pool we did. Uh, Andrew was the lucky winner, uh, getting six, he won $1,600. Uh. So, yeah, he's here. The, the tax collector has come to town.
3: So, uh, yeah, that was, was good. I, I, I had a chance to scoop. I had a chance to play the championship game by myself because I also had, I had two teams in the final four. So, oh, yeah. If both of them won, then I would just scoop the, <laughs> skip the game with a battery and won? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I was actually a little upset because <laughs> uh, I, I
3: watched the finals. Nobody once, I know, but it was fun for me. Yeah, yeah, no one wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was anti-studying me. <laughs> Collectively.
2: Yeah, I watched the, the the final four games, and then I was like, I am betting UConn no matter what in the finals. I am betting. So, I I got on there and I bet, I bet UConn, and then one of our other buddies, Willie, uh, who is a good sports better, I mean, I should say. Although, God, he gave us a lock loser on this one. I bet UConn on my own. And then Willie comes in and he says, two unit play, San Diego State. And I'm like, plus eight. And I was like, they just had their finals against when they hit that buzzer beater in the final four game. That was their game that to win. A, yeah, that
3: was their championship. That
2: was their championship. You think they're going to get hyped up again? I mean, sure, they're going to try their hardest. But I was like, these guys are getting beat by UConn. I mean, you know, no one wanted to cheer for UConn. Anyways, I ended up betting it back on San Diego State. Uh, and I was so tilted watching the first half that I, like, I rage bet the second half. I bet I took more UConn in the second half. And I, I end up slight winner. So I, I was cheering for you that game. Uh, yeah, I, it did just feel like UConn was gonna wipe the floor of them. Which they did, man. What a good team. Yeah, that one, really that good. one center, uh, Sunoco, Yeah, man, that guy is. He's gonna be an NBA player in a good one, For in sure. my opinion. I mean, just watching him play, he's big, he's strong, he's good around the hoop. He's man, he, he was he was fun to watch.
3: Yeah, they just move the ball so well. Like everybody seems to know where they're at, and just at all times, just they're always ready to play. Like <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> there, yeah, that was uh, yeah, just outmatched in that in that game. That was good. One of the it uh, was like one of the lowest rated the like, go stuff. But that was mostly on the NCAA, because they, they had the, like, yeah, let's have the national championship game at 9 p.m. Eastern. Let's, that'll be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was, yeah, it seemed like a, yeah, not, not, not great for, for as far as getting people to watch. <laughs>
2: I know. Who knows, though? I mean, they, I'm sure they got that done with science, like what their prime time viewing yeah. is.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, then last, last segment would just be Vegas, baby, Vegas. Vegas, baby, Vegas!
2: Yeah, uh, uh, one, thing, Vegas. one thing I want to talk about. This was <laughs> super entertaining. Um, they built this BattleBots arena here in Las Vegas. Okay. And I used to watch this stuff. You know, it's been around for quite a while, and it's always been somewhat interesting to watch. Yeah. Um and the arena was only probably half full when i went to watch it but it was was kind of fun it was you know you watch these robots destroy each other and i think if they incorporate sports betting somehow into the the battle box oh oh my god that thing would blow up like
3: crazy so hard
2: that thing would blow up like crazy and i i I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch uh yeah if you can get some action on it yeah because otherwise i mean sure i was a fan and and i enjoyed watching these robots kill each other you know i mean they they do put it out there for for our entertainment um and it was a fun little thing i took my son to go do it uh was a fun thing to do but i think if they i mean I would like. I'd love it if they incorporated uh, some sort of betting aspect into that.
3: Yeah, that would that would be really fun. Uh, unfortunately, the, the Nevada Gaming Commission is like super hardcore as far as uh just, yeah as like in the nation goes. Like, and, like that's why Fandle isn't in Vegas is because uh, Vegas just charges like a crazy amount to to operate here. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So, oh, okay. So okay. Yeah, so they're like, hey, we can make m- enough money in the rest of the country. We don't need Nevada. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. so yeah i mean like uh i know i know like i know poker Go has to like they do like a lot of fun cool stuff with with poker Go and high six poker and stuff but like even though everything they do it's all you know it all has to be approved by the gaming commission so like they can have like a stacks of cash on the table and stuff but it's got to be like in in uh in, in you know in, in wraps uh you know like five or ten k or maybe 50k i don't know however, however many like there's a, a certain like number of 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 stack that has to be so it's basically a chip like like you, like the money can't be loose or anything okay on the okay table, so like so yeah it's probably, like robots and betting and regulating robots like. a I don't know how they would attack that, but it would, be, it would certainly be fun. you know like, and there's so much, there's so much school like uh, props that you could go off of, like off the side of that, you know, like, well, you know, will, uh, will someone's robot be cut in half, you know, plus or minus,
2: and you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. will you be like demolished by the pulverizer, yeah. like. It's so cool. <laughs> it is fun to watch, and man, to, to sweat that, I think would be just as much fun as any live sporting event. I think. Yeah. over under for how long they lasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All sorts of stuff. Um. Oh yeah. One last thing. Uh. I did play a live poker thing. Uh. I didn't even tell you about this, but, um. It was at the PokerGo Studios. We played like I think it was 100-100, uh no limit game. Uh-huh. Um. So if you do want to watch, that is coming up. It's called No Gamble No Future, season two, episode eleven, and that is May seventeenth at eight p.m. in the nice. PokerGo app. Yeah. Which I don't even have the PokerGo app, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll probably download it and have like a little viewing party here. Sweet.
1: Thanks for hanging out with us this week. The review, give us five stars. Contact us at win the right down podcast at gmail.com. You can find myself at viking19 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find Joe at thenj on Instagram. Coming up in episode 19, I'll be on the other side of the country in Florida with sky after I pack up everything in the van and trailer. Stay tuned and keep grinding, guys.